on rural Queensland today across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Dr. Taylor Peeney joining us from the University of Queensland, a lecturer in the veterinary reproduction. And um, only 5% of Australian sheep are bred using AI uh, as a process. It is very, very difficult with frozen semen due to the peculiar anatomy of a sheep cervix. AI currently results in pregnancy rates below 30%. I wasn't aware of this till I started looking into this last night. Taylor, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. That, that, that's quite astounding that it's such a low rate considering when you look at like um, the cattle AIing is obviously much higher and, and is a big part of that industry. Same with the stock horse and the horse industry. Obviously, there is always you know some you know, risk involved, but nowhere near um, rates are below 30%. Good morning. Yeah, absolutely, and thanks for having me. So sheep are a bit of a peculiarity in that. So because of that unique anatomy of their cervix, we're really restricted in the types of insemination that we can do. So if we think about cattle as a comparison, it's really easy when we inseminate them to pass an inseminating pipette through their cervix and all the way into the body of the uterus itself. And because we can do that, we can get really high pregnancy rates. Whereas in sheep, we cannot get an inseminating pipette through the cervix, which means that we can only leave semen quite low down in the female reproductive tract and quite far away from where it needs to eventually go. And that's the reason why we're getting these low pregnancy rates with cervical insemination in sheep. But the other option is to do a laparoscopic insemination. Right. which is a surgical procedure where we put semen directly into the uterus, but it comes with a lot of downsides. We can get really good pregnancy rates of 70 plus percent, but it's a surgical procedure, it's invasive, and it does require a vet on board as well. And a cost. Exactly. You, you know, you've got to look at, you know, at, at a cost. So in that industry, is it pretty much, yes, there is options, but then you've got to look at, okay, from a production perspective, whether or not that it's cost effective. So it's a chicken of the egg. I mean, is there ever going to be a way that it can be done easier than, than the surgical procedure with a vet on, on board? We certainly hope so. And that is the, the eventual aim of this sort of line of research that we're doing is really aiming to achieve good pregnancy rates with frozen semen and cervical insemination because it would mean that for commercial producers, it becomes a much more attractive option. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that we look at all the time. We understand that, you know, certain studs would certainly um, be willing and prepared um, to try and do something from a surgical perspective. But from a commercial production, the day-to-day running – um, and whether or not you know it's a commercial, you just it, 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 people just shake their head. They get like too hard, too hard. Like I mean, yep. it would be it would be unbelievable to get a more reliable AI in sheep in sheep that would lead to more production gains because that's the big thing. As producers are trying to to get better genetics, you know, as wool growers um, and also for meat sheep as well. That's the big thing as well. You know, quicker growing. You could look at you know all the EBVs. And the process could be a lot quicker, you know, and, and but it has to be cost effective. Absolutely. And so, you know, that really is the benefit of being able to use any sort of artificial breeding technology 
is being able to take those really elite male genetics and incorporate them into flocks faster using these technologies, driving things like, you know, finer fibre diameter, better carcass yields, all of those sort of things. So, I mean, obviously as a lecturer in this, in in veterinary reproduction at at University of Queensland, you've done a lot of work in this. How much how much research needs more needs to be done? It's interesting because it's a story that started, you know, probably forty or fifty years ago. This line of research and what's changed in that time is that we've gone from sort of very applied studies where we were looking at different methods for say relaxing the cervix so that we could pass an inseminating pipette through it. Fast forward to what we're doing today is using much more molecular tools to study the interactions between cells. So we've taken it, you know, right down to a microscopic level. That being said, you know, we're using all the most cutting edge technology to try and answer this problem, but it is a, has been a difficult one to answer. So we don't know how much more research it really needs, but we feel like with each one of these studies, we're getting closer and closer to solving this issue of what goes wrong in the interaction between frozen sperm and the sheep cervix. And hopefully that will lead to development of, you know, improved pregnancy rates. Yeah, that's the big thing as well, isn't it? You 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 want you wanna actually try and see whether or not, you know, it can improve because the the sooner it improves the better for the industry in general. Like if you look at the dairy industry, AI rates of eighty five percent. Now yeah. rapid genetic improvements, different cervix, completely different anatomy. And so the 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 easiness of it is a lot easier than than, than a sheep. Yeah, absolutely. And it you know, I think the dairy industry is a great model to look at to see the potential. So just to see how quickly artificial breeding technologies have made a difference in that industry. You walk onto almost any dairy in Australia now and they're doing AI. Um, so there's definitely huge benefit there. It's just a question of whether we can get sheep to the same level. Your thoughts, can you get there? I think so. I, I feel like I'm an optimist at heart, no. so I'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly a really active area of research. Um, so we've got our best people on it. That's all I can say for now. Yeah, and and no doubt, uh, it would take a lot of work, but um, th- that's the big thing, um, and one that obviously you know when you when you think about it and you look at it and you think, well, how can it work? What a fascinating um, area of work to be involved in because there's actually no outcome at the moment, and so it, <laughs> it, it takes. It takes a lot of work to actually look at it and try and see exactly what what you can get to. So th- that's the big thing. Um, doctor, great to chat. Um, obviously, you know, these kind of things take time and, and, and they're patient and there's trials and stuff like that and you're continuing to do that. But if we don't shed light on it, uh, how do people find out your work? What's the best way to, to have a look at some of these research studies and, and, and have a look at that? Is there is there a possibility? Yeah, so if anybody's interested, feel free to follow me on social media. I'm really active on Twitter, also through the University of Queensland. Apart from that, with a more industry focus, we will be, um, you know, disseminating all of the results from this work at more industry focused conferences as well, like Merino Link. 
Uh, and because this project is sponsored by Australian Wool Innovation, the results of the research will be communicated through their publications like Beyond the Bale as well. Yeah, awesome. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being with us Absolutely. this morning. My pleasure. Good on you. Um, what a great story as well. And and look, this is why we need more people like this trying to to get to the answers. Um, University of Queensland lecturer in veterinary reproduction, Dr Taylor Peeney, appreciate your time this morning on Rural Queensland Today.